All right, awesome. So, uh, so three, two, two one. one, go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to our Guys Our Age podcast, a podcast where two friends have random conversations and just enough beer. I'm your host, John, and joining me in this crazy venture is my good friend and co-host, Jim. I'm being stuck home all the time. I feel like... Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I, I feel like I should be wearing an ankle bracelet. I really do. Yeah. Um, that's how messed up it's been. Uh, I went out once to go to the store. Um, you know, I, I, I got the kid dressed, took him with me, had to go here and there. Um, you know, stopped for some fast food just, just for, to break up the monotony, you know. I mean, anyway, it's been a weird couple of weeks, so um hoping... 21 is the start of the next round of Roaring Twenties, which is what people keep telling me might actually happen. <laughs> so I'd be curious to see if that does come to pass, but that's what some people uh, believe. So uh, was I telling you that? I don't know if I was no, telling you that No, story. no, no. I want to hear no? this. we got to work this in. What are you drinking mm. there? Uh, fat Tire. Belgian okay. White. Oh, yeah, I like that. A, yeah. Yeah, it's a version of... Um, it's It's the Fat Tire version of Blue Moon. It's right. actually very good. Right. Um, but um, but before we get into the story, uh, so for folks that are tuning in, we are Guys Our Age. Uh, you can reach us by uh, email at guysourage at gmail.com. You can also reach us at guys.our.age at gmail.com. That might simplify things if you're trying to type it out. Um, I always... Uh, or have been doing this at the end, and I figured I'd put it up in the front this time just in case. So, um, but the story, so to speak, is so I was reading something the other day, and someone had uh done a writ up, you know, a write up <laughs> of um, the Roaring Twenties essentially followed the Spanish flu pandemic. Uh-huh. And I had never really put two and two together, but it makes a ton of sense, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, I get it, right? Like every 1918. Everybody, everybody yeah. got out of the house after being like locked up. Exactly. And, okay. And they went ape shit, <laughs> which was the roaring, which was the roaring twenties, and okay. and the Spanish flu uh, in 1918, 1917, 1918, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, and and wasn't the Titanic around the same time? Is there anyone there? Yes. So talk about some like real nasty tragedies going on in the world, you know, back in the tens and the teens. Um, But yeah, so after the pandemic, which, you know, the Spanish flu pandemic, which took uh, supposedly a hell of a lot more lives than ours, uh, current one. But um, the Roaring Twenties basically followed suit uh, from that. So (laughs) So people are saying. We're hoping that we're going to have a reenactment of that now. Wouldn't that be fucking awesome? That would be nice. <laughs> it would be very nice to have hey, another round of decade-long round of debauchery, you know, for us retirees. <laughs> it would be nice, a nice send-off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That ought to be. That would be so, kind of interesting. So you had, yeah, but I, I don't know, I, I don't know why a lot. You know, I guess you'd think a lot more people would put those two things together, but. You know, when you start to look back on history, it makes a lot of sense. Well, you know? who who put this together? Where did you? See I don't this? recall. I saw it. Yeah. I mean, my my routine is you know I get up, make coffee, 
sit down, try and get up on the news. So I'll go to uh, Google News and I listen, you know, and read my news. And um, I just happen to catch that in one of the articles when they're, you know, talking about the pandemic, saying that, you know, uh, the Roaring Twenties followed the Spanish flu. And I'm like, oh, so that would be cool to have another one. Um, You know, there was a lot of um, just people living life and enjoying life. And this gives you a reason to think otherwise, right? I mean, it's nuts. Well, that I don't know. It's not a silver lining, but at least it would be like a consolation. Well, I'd bad. like, yeah, I would like to find some degree of optimism, right, heading into this new decade. Because that's another thing, right? You didn't really think of it, but we're heading into you know a, a new decade, which is weird. That's true. Um, you know, and you know, twenty twenty was the end of the. You know, second decade of the 2000s, which, uh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Like, what happened yeah. during the first decade of the 2000s? Like, almost nothing happened, right? I, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, if we're thinking back on, like, you know, because all I remember from 2000 was, um, you know, and you and I were working the same kind of industry, uh, you know, yeah. year 2K, right? That was what oh, the yeah, big, big focus, right? right? Coming out of 1999 into 2000. At the stroke of midnight, January 1st, 2000, elevators may stop. Heat may vanish. Credit cards and ATMs may cease to function. Airplanes and trains may come to a halt. People were terrified the world was going to end. Right, and, you know, everybody said that was, you know, a hoax. Right. Well, everybody was worried about Russia. We knew better, right? But everybody was worried about Russia because, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, Russia's got all these old silos with all this code from 1950. And, you know, no one can get in there because the the Berlin Wall had fallen and all that other nonsense. So Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. (laughs) And that was all a hoax, Um, you know, but... um, uh, so, so between say, two thousand and two thousand nine, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you a lot of what occurred during that decade, and then from twenty ten to twenty twenty, um, or to twenty nineteen. How how does what does the decade start? Is it the one or is it the zero? No, I always get jury, confused. The jury's still out on that one. Some people say it starts on. <laughs> no, some people say it starts on zero. You know, <clears throat> well, there was no year zero, right? We right. went from, you know, B.C. to A.D. on That's year true. one. So, but, uh, well, close enough. I guess, uh, so 2021 is definitely uh, in a new, in a decade. Yes, but is <laughs> it the much. first it's year of, or the, like, is, or is it, you know, I guess there's two ways to look at that, right? It's, if you have, if the glass is half empty, then you say that, well, 2020 was the first year of a, real shit show of a decade because think about that like right. think about if that's the precipice of you know what or the beginning of what we're we're about to see yeah or hopefully you know if you're a glass half you know full right. kind of guy let's look at it as the end of the last decade <laughs> right so because right. if it's the beginning of the next decade we're fucked because <laughs> <laughs> we're <laughs> no, i said i said <laughs> i said two things in front of mine the other day and and Neither of them are related, but you touched on both of them. One of them was, is the glass half full or the glass half empty? And right. I said, the glass is half full, but the water is evaporating rapidly. <laughs> so, but the other thing, the other thing I said was, uh, 
<laughs> I don't remember what the other thing was. It had something to do with 2021 or... Oh, no, I didn't say that. Someone else said that. Someone else <laughs> said that. No, I said it. I said that I used to, I used to say, I hope that this new year is better than the last year. Right. But now I say, I hope that the new year doesn't suck too much worse than the last year did. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. So you I'm telling you. Well, we'll see what happens. I, I, mean, I, mean, it can, I mean, how much worse can it be? I mean, well, I shouldn't even ask that question because it could you know, it's a look the wolf is always at the door sadly um you know you try and I, we do our best to maintain the optimism <laughs> but the wolf is always at the door so to speak right we're gonna insert um, wolf sound effect here <laughs> i will trust me <laughs> <laughs> But, um, I mean, look, personally, my life is so much different, uh, mm-hmm. having, you know, lived through 2020 and, you know, we're actually 21, which is funny, but, uh, my life is very different than what it was. So, uh, I guess any, any change at this point would be a good thing. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but again, I don't want to be you know too negative about where things are going i'd like to hope that things are going to get a little better but you never know so well you have you know we when you come right down to it we don't have very much control over what's going to happen right oh you don't you're right 100 percent. the one thing i the one thing i've concluded though is um you know as we're getting older Mm. you can't put things off anymore right no that's true you know that's the one thing I've come to realize is uh, you can't say, oh, well, you know, there'll be time, whatever. No, you don't. There are no guarantees of anything anymore. If you want to do something, you should. Now, you might be limited at the moment still because of all the nonsense that's going on that you can't just say, okay, I want to go do what I want to do. But the one, if there's one resolution I've made, it's that. It's that, um, you know, health isn't guaranteed. So if you keep saying, oh, I'm just, oh, you know, maybe a couple of years or this. No, I can't. To hell with yeah. it. I'm just going to, when I see opportunities to do stuff, I'm going to do it uh, now, yesterday, today, whatever. Right. Uh, as best as I can. And if I can't because of responsibilities and such, then so be it. But I'm not going to do it. Just I'm not going to make procrastination the reason. Right. Anymore. Because well, you just nothing's guaranteed. Well, you're I mean, that's a really good point, because. You know, God forbid something happens where you get some kind of injury where you can't do something, can't do right. the things that you can do now physically. Correct. Even if it's just, you know, going for a hike or something or riding riding your bike or something like that, it's easy to take it for granted. Like, ah, I don't feel like doing it today. I'll do it tomorrow. Well, you know, later this afternoon you get hit by a bus. La forza del destino. You match the ships. <laughs> Yes. And oh crap, I can't walk anymore. You know, you no, know you I can't. mean that kind you of know, thing happens every day. So I see it, it. Yeah. I see it and even like I mean, look, our parents are old, right? I mean, mm. you know, we're in our 50s, so the likelihood even if you even if your mom had you young, the likelihood is mom's going to be 75 plus, right? Give or take. Um, so, you know, 
and I see it in my parents, others' yeah. parents, how you lose the physicality of being able to just say, oh, I'm going to just get up and go do something, or I want to travel, or if I want to even just get up and walk around the block. Yeah. People take that shit for granted. You yeah. know, you think, oh, yeah, I'm always just going to go walk. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. No. No, and you I know? see that. I'm seeing the same thing, and it scares right. the shit out of me. And oh, like, absolutely. You know, I, I. who knows? I mean, it could be a year from now. It could be 10 years from now. Right. But you got to do it while you can do it. You just can't. You can't let, you know. You, I, I agree, we're not man. Our, you we're can't. not in our 20s anymore. <laughs> you know? No. We don't have you, a you lot can't. of time left. No. Um, and you want to be able to take that time and do something with it. So, you know. And again, you know, certain responsibilities may, may forbid that or make that more difficult. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. So, that, like I said, so if there's one resolution coming out of this um, this shit show of a year, it's going to be that. Um, I don't want to put things off. I, you know, I yeah. mean, if I can't make things happen, at least I, I want to look back and say, well, you know, I tried. Didn't work. Okay. But I didn't want to say that I was just sitting around. So, um you know, that's we'll see how long <laughs> the fervor <laughs> to yeah. do that lasts. We'll see if the uh, Roaring Twenties uh, come yeah. into play. No, I know it's true, um, but yeah, you can't. I mean, we had a lot of. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I had a lot of friends had some really nasty shit happen, f- even foregoing COVID. Like, if you'd have just taken, even if we didn't have that, you know, I, I saw a number of friends and. and family who went through and they lost loved ones or they, mm-hmm. they you know someone got sick or fell ill or or you know so, so you can't i mean it's just you know and i don't want this to be too much of a downer and <laughs> so we'll edit some of this out but some of it's relevant you know i mean it's the relevancy of can't procrastinate your life man you gotta either get busy living or move on you know i mean one or the other so um so we'll see i hope i put it and put it to use right or put that practice uh, to good use is the better phrase. So whatever the case may be. Well, let's but, all keep each other honest and yeah, you know. Oh no, support, hell yes, support Absolutely. each other and yeah, yeah, and all our fans mm-hmm. <laughs> can't live whoever, in fear either. Whoever they might be. No, yeah. <laughs> now it's um... hi mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, I know. It's funny. I didn't even tell my mother yet, so she'll never hear it. <laughs> you didn't. Well, you didn't tell her about what we're doing. No, the kid, my kids, my kids know, but I haven't told my mom yet. So you know, I told my you know. kids too, and they have expressed absolutely no interest in knowing anything about it. No, so, they so, probably don't either. But yeah. they're like, oh, that's so. that's good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's good for you, right? Yeah, right. I'm glad that you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I believe me, <laughs> mom's not going to listen either because for a very simple reason. I, I put Netflix on her TV the other day, and she still can't figure out how to use it. So if she can't figure that out, she ain't doing fucking podcasts. That's for goddamn sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, no. So, so if she can't navigate her own smart TV t- to run the Netflix that I set up for her, she's not going to learn how to do podcasts. So, so we're safe there. So, so we're safe. So it's just you and me. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> and the one and the one person who accidentally clicks, clicks on yeah. our podcast feed, thinking it's something else, and quickly I know, right? realizes, 
Oh know, shit! Right? I've made a. I've made this a dire isn't mistake. what I was expecting. Who are What's these idiots? This? Who are these guys? I thought this was supposed to be these other guys, but eh, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh man. So what's new with you, brother? What's going on? Uh, well, you know, we just as we're recording this, we just got through the holidays. Yes. Right. Last time we talked about things leading up to holidays. Yes, that's true. And uh, now it's uh, now it's in the books. It's right? in the books. We're moving on. That's true. So I got mm, not much to add to that. Okay. <laughs> was it a good holiday well, at least? Or yeah, were you I mean, mainly you know, busy a, the whole time? It was It was all right. I mean, I worked the whole time. Right. You know. Um, yeah, it was quiet. We, we did a, uh, we did like a family Zoom thing on, I think it was. Christmas, oh, that's nice. Uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas that's good. Day? I think it was Christmas nice. Eve. That's good. Because we weren't, you know, none of us were getting together. So right. we did that that thing and that was pretty cool. Because we right. saw people that uh, we would have normally seen, and a couple people that we wouldn't have. Good. So that was cool. And that then, uh, you know, New Year's was uneventful. Yeah, I didn't pretty much. I did nothing myself. No. So kind of just hung home. Um, my daughter had got me a gift that you know required some attention, so I spent some time on that, which was fun. Um, you know, same here for me on the holidays. I, I, I saw, um, you know, saw saw mom and brother and sister, et cetera, right. and on one day and the next day I saw the in-laws, and that was fine. It worked out. We kept it small. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, folks have been uh, more careful these days with, with things that are going on with some of the spikes, so it was good. So, But otherwise, it was sort of quiet. It was kind of odd. Um but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into the new year and seeing what transpires. So uh, that's it. Yeah. Um, I guess the only thing of interest um, that I was doing that get, got a little traction was um, my daughter uh, was, you know, uh, asking me about some music stuff. So I built her a couple of uh, playlists of some old music from our generation because uh, one of the, her uh, favorite musicians is a fan of that style of music. So I put together some playlists, and uh, one of them was a Bowie playlist, which was pretty good. So turned out to be pretty good. That's cool. So she's, mm-hmm. like, now a Bowie fan? Well, she is uh, in that, you know, the, the, her one of her uh, more recent uh, musical... Um, um, Tastes, I guess. Uh, I don't know. One of the one of the bands she listens to is a big fan of Bowie, and not oh, that okay. that's unusual, right? I mean, how many? I mean, think about it. There's thousands of uh, individual bands and, and artists who were you know inspired in some way by Bowie because the guy was uh, a lunatic and a genius, all in one in one phrase, right? Yeah. So and, uh, uh, yeah, had a, a trendsetter. Yes. So I put together. Uh, some of it was on my own and some of it was I asked for input from other friends and uh, put together a list for her and it's actually a pretty good list. So uh, well, I found out some stuff myself, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, you told me a couple of the bands that listed uh, Bowie as their influence. What were they? The one in particular for my daughter is Harry Styles. Right. And 
because uh, what's the what's that new fine line right? So fine line is his most recent album, and he's getting a lot of press lately because he's wearing basically androgynous clothes, which makes <laughs> no sense to me. But okay, well, I so, mean, if so Bo is your uh, you know Ziggy Stardust, right? <laughs> Absolutely, right? I mean, that's uh, a great way. To it's do? an eat. Exactly. An easy way to put two and two together there, right, is, uh, you know, with all the nonsense with uh, Major Tom and Aladdin Sane and Ziggy and the Great White Duke, etc. Yes. No, I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff to draw upon from that. So, yeah. So that was pretty cool to put that list together. And it was interesting because some of the suggestions I got were songs that I just didn't recall. Like, I don't recall by title. Like, you know, how it's funny how you hear songs your whole life and who you never know what the name of the song is. You just know the song, right? Because you've heard it on the radio or you've heard it from friends and such, you know? Yeah, well, you know, Zeppelin was famous for that, right? I mean... Yes. Like, you can almost never discern the title of a song by listening to any of the any of the song itself. Right. Yeah, there's no hook. Like, the the, the song title isn't the hook on a lot yeah, of those or tunes. Yeah, You know, they're just the different. Exactly right, yeah. Which is the, the funny thing, right? It's not even in, not even in there. The lyric itself is not even in there. It's yeah, funny. and then like you know, Houses of the Holy wasn't even on that album, right? I know, right? Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's that, classic. I, thought, I would like that too. Yeah, yeah. It's on the next one, or you know, yeah. But uh, you know, you know what's funny about that too is, um, in the seventies, they were putting albums out. Like you know, M and M's. I mean, oh, they yeah, were they every every three months. They were you know they were coming out with new stuff. So it's not like they were coming out with an album every three years. They were coming out with albums every three to six months. A lot yeah, of well, they were. It was crazy. Contractually obligated to do that. You know. Yeah, to have a obligated. choice, right? I guess that that works. <laughs> yes, I think that works. What are you drinking? What am I drinking? <laughs> Don't ask me what you're drinking. Uh, I think that works. They were contractually obligated. That's correct. That's that's the right phrase. Obligated. What we've got here is failure to communicate. <laughs> what they say? A blicka blicka. They're contractually a blicka blicka. A blicka blicka. Contractually, um, blank, blank. Contr- <laughs> uh, intraction like intractionally. <laughs> oh, we're like Anderson Cooper uh, and Andy Cohen now, right? Is it, are, are we guess. trying to recreate that? Did you see that, no. by the way? Did you I have this? no idea what the hell you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, it was on uh, CNN's. Uh, if we're emulating something, I have no clue what you're no, talking about. Well, it was right. it was the CNN New Year's Eve thing, and they were. Just doing shots of tequila the whole time, really, and they, and they both got trashed. Yeah, it's all over the. That's funny. The the Twitter. Wow, I didn't. Believe, I can't believe I didn't see that. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm pissed. Some of the video clips. I, I'm. That's I my... completely forgot today about all of these um, New Year's oh. Day marathons on TV. New Year's I Day, complete, or New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, whatever they are. Like, because you know, Christmas they have the Christmas story plays nonstop for like 24 hours. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. That's right. They do that every year on like right, TNT right. or TBS, whatever the case would be. That's fairly recent, but. Right. But I always, but I forgot this year about, like I said, I mean, my head's just not in it, but I forgot all about this year. Like, you know, New Year's Day is usually you got the Honeymooners Marathon. Yeah, the Honeymooners. You got. Ever see a picture of me when I went 165 pounds? 
Oh, Ralph, I never did see any of your baby pictures. <laughs> Bring in the new year with a Honeymooners Marathon. Beginning New Year's Eve at 11 p.m. The Odd Couple Marathon. Oh, I didn't know about that. You got... Ring in the New Year with the Odd Couple Marathon. From the stroke of midnight to 9 p.m. New Year's Day. Twilight Zone Marathon. I knew about that one, yeah. A toast to Twilight. Starting New Year's Eve, right here on Decades. And I didn't watch a stitch of any of them. Um, and I'm pissed, even though I've seen them all a hundred times. But it's, you know, it's cool, right? I mean, I, yes. I didn't. Um, well, I was working I, all day, so I didn't get to see any of that crap. But Right, I hear you. Yeah, no, I mean, um, the, I knew about the Twilight Zone, and I knew about the Honeymooners. And I'm right. sure there's a bazillion more. I'm, I'm sure there's like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 yeah. marathon that we don't know about on some, I'm sure Cartoon Network or showing something over and over again. Right. Whatever. Well, for for me, New Year's Eve was um, music. So uh, I played because I got for Christmas, one of the gifts I got was um, Fragile uh, by Yes on vinyl. Because I'm got a new turntable and I've been building up vinyl again. Um, just, oh. I'm not going crazy. But I'm buying just, you know, enough, like, you know, maybe a, a dozen, two dozen different vinyl albums. Some of them have been repressed. Uh, some of them is new. Like there's a couple of Elton ones that I bought recently that are new. Um, there's new vinyl 50th anniversary of Elton John album. There's new vinyl for, I think it's called From Russia With Love when you did the Russian uh, concert. And that was pretty cool. So I got that. Uh, so I've been getting vinyl here and there. So as since so now that people know I'm buying vinyl, I got mm -hmm. vinyl for Christmas, and uh, I got Fragile. So what I did all New Year's Eve was I listened to Fragile, Close to the Edge, and the Yes album. That was what I was listening to all, all <laughs> nice. day New Year's Eve. Yeah, 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 it was nice. It was nice to go back and dig into that catalog. That was fun. So, yeah, I always had... Um, it's pretty cool that vinyl is like continuing to resurge right i mean when it first started five years ago maybe i don't know right i was like uh like maybe this is a flash in the pan you know like a fad kind of thing but it seems right. like it's 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 a building and um now like uh my friend john who i'm in the band with he's been building rebuilding his or just adding vinyl to his collection okay uh, you ever go to discogs yes right. i use it so you can get like anything i mean not yep. just vinyl too you can get cds there you know probably can get cassettes there if anybody does that but so like he's like re um rediscovering a lot of the classics classic vinyl of you know his youth and he's like almost our age about our age yep and he's well if, if you know John, you know how obsessive he can be. I hope he's not <laughs> listening to this. Um, <laughs> and, but he, I don't think he would deny it. But, you know, he's, like, buying himself, like, all these albums. Sure. And, and stuff that he, oh, you know, and, like, you, I'm sure you would, you would uh, agree with this. It's like, you know, albums like, I, I can't believe I never owned this. I always wanted it and never got it. And, you know, it came out. 25 years ago or more 35 years ago and i finally got a copy of it you know right it's the same feeling that you get when you go to a yard sale and you're looking through like this box of albums yep. it's like i bought like a ted nugent album for two dollars you know yeah. <laughs> i didn't really no, it's need good. it but and, and like i've since gave it to my daughter 
You know, it's just like, here, right. listen to this. This is kind of kind of the crap that I was listening to when I was your age or what have you. Well, it it is cool because there's some there's a fair amount of uh, garage sale hunting that's going on to find old vinyl, which is cool. Um, the old vinyl stores that were dying for years are seeing a resurgence, which is cool. The kids um, are actually getting into vinyl, mm-hmm. and they're seeing the value of the vinyl and the sound. Like the other day, um, when the in-laws was, were over and my niece was here, I have um, a Fleetwood Mac vinyl that I just bought, and it's rumors, but it's not the original. It's like the demos. It's like the first cuts on vinyl, like before they did the final edits and mm-hmm. the final mix. So it's cool. It's, so you hear little imperfections, and you, you actually hear the studio, but... I played it, and I was saying to her, I said, "See, I said, listen, see that you feel how it's different, like how there's a warmth to the sound that you don't get from like a CD or from, you know, like streaming. headphones on, yeah. on, yeah, from the streaming, and it's just it's nice to see that the kids are hearing it, seeing it, uh, you know, accepting it, and, and, and starting it. to get, yeah, and they're getting the idea of albums again, which is interesting because." You know, when we were kids and made, people made albums, there was an art to it. You know, there was six tracks on a side or five tracks on a side, and they were ordered a certain way because they were trying to build, you know, the story in some way or whatever. Right. They didn't they just throw this, songs out there. And they had this uh, finite, you know, box that they had to work in, like you said, that they had a certain amount of time on each right. side, and they had to make it make sense in the order that it went in and fit right. at the same time. Yeah, my daughter is. Uh, she's all into the vinyl now, and she's she goes to. Uh, she was at like a thrift store, and she was texting me. It's like I don't know what to get if I should get this Eagles album or this Dan Fogelberg album, you know? right? At yeah, the thrift store, yeah. which is also a, a place where you can find a lot of unusual stuff. If you don't have a, if there's no record store near you, go to a thrift store. They'll have a, a vinyl section, depending on, the, on where you are. They might have a pretty yeah. big vinyl section. And, That's cool. Uh, People just donate, I guess, in a thrift store. They, they do. Just, yeah, I mean, yeah, they just throw them stuff. there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, she's got a turntable. I mean, when my kids were growing up, I always had my turntable hooked up to my yes. stereo, and I used right. to love to show them. You know, it's a physical thing, like you said. You're holding yes. this big thing, and you put yeah. it onto the spindle, and blah blah blah. There's a better connection to it. It's tangible. Um, right. You're invested in the time, like you said, right? You pull it out of the sleeve, you put it on, you listen. And you can't just, you know, you can't skip. You've got to listen through. You make sure, I mean, you know, it's great. It's it, it's actually, it's a very, um, I don't know the word. I had it in a minute ago, but I lost it. But, but you know what I'm saying? You're, it's, it's, you're invested in that time of putting the album on and sitting down and, and it's cool, you know. I mean, I, I, I like it. I mean, I love it. But I also know that they're gouging us, so I'm not buying tons of vinyl because well, they're charging you an arm and a leg, right? But you said Discogs. I used Discogs to get the Elton vinyl. I was telling you about the mm-hmm. 50th anniversary Elton John. I, I went on the because I went on the Elton John site and they were charging way too much money with the shipping and stuff. I'm like, this is crazy. So I waited till it went past um, the the release date. And then I went out to Discogs, and I found and I found a guy who was selling it for a reasonable price, and it was the purple vinyl. You know, they have the special, you know, special edition ones and stuff, and um, so it was pretty cool. You know, 
again, I'm being very judicious in my choices for the vinyl. Um, you know, I've only got maybe a dozen right now, maybe 15 if I, if I you know, look. Um, you know, a lot of people are giving it to me as gifts now, which is cool. Um, but the ones that I specifically went out and bought was uh, Nirvana's MTV Unplugged. Mm. Um, Target had a special press blue vinyl for that, so I bought that one. That's awesome. That sounds really good on vinyl. Um, and it's interesting how the new vinyls they're pressing, they're, they're 180 gram or something. They're actually thicker. Like, I went, I went and dug up my old vinyl from when I was a kid, and a lot of them got ruined by water damage somehow. I don't know why. But anyway, um, they're so much thinner and flimsier, yeah, right? You know, it's yeah. amazing how, like, you know, they're platters and they let me get these weird whippy sound. But especially, the new ones yeah, don't. Especially from, like, the early, mid-80s when yes. there was just so many bands. Yep. But, you know, like the 80s stuff, like, you know, Till Tuesday. And um, I don't know why that album popped into my head because i remember having that i have it still someplace. one hit wonder yeah you know a, yeah. a lot of these one hit wonders like you yeah. get there and you could almost see it was so thin like you could see through it practically yeah. right it was so thin oh it was crazy yeah um my daughter well, your your daughter's um discovered bowie through uh harry styles and some of the other artists that she likes who well, listen to them yeah yes and no she did get it through me because they were forced to listen to it because i would play <laughs> shit in the car so they knew Bowie, uh, but yes, I think they're being fans of a new musician who's basically, you know, in their generation, just reinforced it to her that whole, you know, I guess Bowie, this Bowie guy's pretty cool. So that worked out, you know. Right. It's like, and it's a connection to us too. Yes. Right. It's a connection to us through their music oh, yeah. connecting to our, I say their, you know, it's not like we're. Hey, your kids get off the lawn. I mean, it's like, you know, their music. My daughter has all of a sudden discovered uh, Jimi Hendrix. Hmm. And, like, I would never... That's cool. I don't have any, like, Jimi Hendrix albums or anything like that. And I don't know how... Where did that come from? I don't know. I have to find out how that happened. But... um, That's cool, though. But my friend Mike found, like, some Jimi Hendrix through some websites and gave her the links and... Or, or bought her uh, some album and like even like the um, the Monterey. There's a um, have you, everyone has seen the uh, Monterey Pop movie, right? Right, right. Well, there was yes. a, there was a whole Jimi Hendrix Monterey Pop movie that was just his all him, and I haven't seen it yet. I, I don't recall it. that. That's no, interesting. No, I didn't even know about it, but I hear it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. So. Yeah, it's like well, Monterey's one of those. Monterey's one of those that they always point to as a you know like a it changed music forever kind of a thing. So you always hear about Monterey, whether you know whether you liked it or not. It's like Woodstock, right? Monterey mm-hmm. Pop, Woodstock. I mean, those were just like music altering events. So it's cool, but I didn't know they had a specific Hendrix focused one. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, and if well, if we can find a, a link to it or something, we can always post it in the podcast notes. Or do we do that? Yeah. <laughs> haven't yet but we can start <laughs> i will look for it and see what i can come up well with. if somebody sure, yeah. emails us and asks us for it we could always <laughs> reply to them that's yeah. not gonna happen that is that is how email works right <laughs> word of mouth advertising yeah no it's um uh, yes i mean i will see if not i mean uh, you know i'm hopeful that we get 
some listeners to a point where I have to put up a site where we have to put links and such for, you know, follow-ups, but we'll see. So that uh, we'll see where that takes us. That would be a guess. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, it's, it's cool. I mean, this, the vinyl thing is definitely fun. Uh, it, like I said, it's just definitely more of a connection, I think, is the word you use that I like is, you know, you feel much more connected to music when, you know, you, you, you take it out. Like when, when I got the fragile one, I was like, you know, it takes you back. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, and I remember as a kid getting the record player and then, you know, getting, uh, I remember Tormato was an album I got mm-hmm. as part of, uh, yeah. I got as a Christmas gift. And I'm like, that's old stuff. And it made me want to go back and listen to it, you know, and it's some just, this is just a very different connection to the music than just finding it and streaming it. And, and music production today is nothing like it was. I mean, it's, it's so much more automated and I guess in many ways easier with all the new technology and the computers and the mixing and the, you know, you, you know, when in the seventies and you had the, the big ass tape and the massive boards and, you know, it, there was a real art to mixing. I, it's probably not as much anymore. It's become more technical. I think. Well, even those um, boards, I mean, if you talk to people who, you know, worked that time right. and that time it's, um, you know the whole the sound was just different even the boards right you know everything was analog right you know so it was analog from the beginning to the end i mean because music yes. is anyway when you're creating it right um, and now you know with everything being digital it's just a little bit different and right. the 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 uh daw that we're using for the band and that i use and that Mm-hmm. You and I use for the podcast mix bus. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the selling po- one of the selling points is like it has an analog sound to it. You know, which in like, whatever algorithms and whatever yeah, they're the, doing on the back the end, engine, right? Yeah, you know, the engine right. or whatever yeah. has like an, a warmth to it or what have you. Yeah. But you know, it's that it's the warmth of it, and as you were saying, like you get the album, it's just like holding it in your hands and the artwork. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, when you're putting together. When they were putting together the album, I mean, the artwork was, sure. you know, like half of it. <laughs> right yeah. Now. Well, I don't know if you've watched on um, Netflix uh, that Song Exploder. Have you seen that? No. Okay. So a friend of mine suggested, this wasn't Netflix, but I suggested Song Exploder to him in response to his suggestion to me to watch the Bee Gees documentary on HBO. Oh, did you watch it? I did, and that was pretty wild too to yeah, see. I have, uh, you know, it. It, it was really cool because I mean, I, I can't ever say I was a fan of disco, other than you know, I mean, when disco came out, I was a teen. I mean, like almost preteen. So yes, I knew the music. Yes, everyone kind of understood Cyanide Fever. Everything was, you know, it was like, I mean, how many? What is it like? Fifteen-time uh, platinum freaking uh, Saturday Fever was? I I don't even know. I I mean, yeah, it's crazy, right? I have it Um, somewhere. (laughs) Yes, right? So, but then all of a sudden it became taboo, and then disco died, and whatever. But the Bee Gees went on to continue to do tons and tons of other songs, and I, I didn't know about their early days how they were very much very much like the Beatles with the three-part harmonies mm-hmm. and the pop tunes and all that stuff. And they only became disco by attrition because they were asked to do the soundtrack. So For it was pretty movie, cool yeah. to watch. Yeah, it was, so it was pretty cool to watch the documentary and see, you know, how the, they put the songs and how the sound evolved into the, you know, the acapella that he, you know, they became famous for. 
the falsetto and it became their trademark uh but it didn't start out that way um and it was cool to see the documentary about how that all evolved so that was neat but so see that so if you get a chance to watch that i would watch it i know you've been working a lot but if you get a chance that's worth it because well, it was that's pretty only, cool that's only on hbo though right it is yes so but oh, if yeah. you need if you need me to okay. get it to you somehow i will uh, <laughs> but i can mm-hmm. yes if you want it i can get it to you but All but right. for netflix um you should watch song exploder because song exploder is cool they delve into how songs were made uh you know like popular oh is that kind you know, of i i you know one of the i always had a problem with netflix they never had any like concert videos or stuff like that but this sounds like is this something like um VH1 behind the music? Remember that series sort that of. they did? Yes. That was really sort cool cuz they did I yes. remember they did a I think they did one for you, you mentioned you even brought up uh, rumors earlier. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was really good. I remember that one. Um the no, one I'll good documentary. Yeah, the one good documentary that was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there anymore. Um was um Sound City something? Oh, Sound City. Mm-hmm. Sound Was it Sound City? Yeah. Because Dave Grohl bought the board he and brought it to his board, house, yeah. and he rebuilt the studio, whatever, yeah, and that's that Sound City... Yeah, that's a crazy City, story. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. the, um, the studio. Where, like, yeah, where they made these all these famous records. Yeah, Tremendously famous people recorded at yeah. Sound City. Yeah. And Rumors was one of them, which yeah. is interesting. Um, yeah, no, but that yeah, was a so really was, good documentary. That was good. Yeah, and I think it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's on there anymore, but that's another worthwhile uh, documentary. But Song Exploders is is very much like what you said, VH1 Behind the Music. But the ones that I saw so far, because there's volume one is four segments and volume two is four segments. So I've been watching volume one to start, obviously. And so the first one was Alicia Keys. Uh, the song was Three Hour Drive, and that was cool how it was a collaboration with this jazz guy and how they talk about how they put the song together and how Alicia does isn't a fan of like hi-hats and she likes to keep the drums simple and then you get the weird sound. <laughs> so it's cool, right? It was really cool to see how people craft music and how they craft the mix, you know, with like little drops of water and shit in the background. And then the second one was um, Lin-Manuel Miranda and it was the song from hamilton for aaron burr i forget what it's called uh it's not my shot because my shot is the hamilton song Mm -hmm. but whatever song that aaron burr sings is is a relatively you know well-known and famous song but they broke that down in this episode that was pretty cool and how he basically wrote it walk into his friend's house for like a christmas eve party and you, you hear the actual demo of like on his iphone how they like this song like evolved from like coming off the subway and like it's it's really cool to see that kind of stuff and then the one that i would just saw yesterday or the day before was losing my religion by uh, rem uh-huh. and they go through that whole thing and how you know um that came out of the blue because they had they had 10 years career they basically started in the 80 and they basically in 90 this out of time came out right and um they were looking to do something totally different they're like look we're famous we don't have to like you know to hell with the basically they probably were telling the record producer to go scratch you know because like at this point if we've got you know like millions of sales we've gotten what we and we want to do what we want to do so they went ahead and the guy was just learning the, the mandolin and that was cool. This guy created this massive song just because he was learning how to play the mandolin. 
That's all he did. He was playing chords, and it became that song. And it's it's just amazing how you know you come to realize that some tunes are are gifts. They're they're not work. You basically you know they they get given to you somehow by divine intervention, and they just you know you play it, and it comes out, and it became what it became and it's amazing to see that process and uh, that stuff intrigues me you know being a musician so that's cool stuff i'll have to check that out that sounds pretty cool yes yeah it i'll probably really what... i'll probably skip over the alicia keys one though yeah Sorry. you don't have to <laughs> yeah have you seen um did you see the tom petty documentary it's really basically about his whole life and you know career it's, i'm pretty sure i did it's like th- three or four hours long it's like I definitely did then. Yeah. Yes, I'm, that was really cool. I mean, you went to the, you went to that concert. And, I did, and you had an extra ticket, and you asked me if I wanted to go, and I I did, and I didn't go, <laughs> and you didn't, and then he died, <laughs> and then he died, and I learned a lesson from that. It's like <laughs> that's right. Never, never say no. <laughs> never say no. Well, that's right. Because you, you don't know, you know. Yeah. Well, I wound up my. I wound up. Um, I wound up taking a family member, yes. But yeah, I had asked, um, I, I did ask you, and you were busy. And I asked another friend of mine, this guy um, that I work with, and he was busy. And, uh, you know, a couple people were like, ah, you know, they wanted to go, but they couldn't. But yeah, what a it's mistake. funny. <laughs> it's no, funny kick, because. I still kick myself for that. I hear you, brother. And I'm glad I got to go because it's we, like petty for me is is a weird um sort of relationship because i loved him growing up in the 80s and you know damn the torpedoes and the whole all of that was great and then you just kind of watch the devolve you know with the whole mtv nonsense and this and that but i saw him in 82 and i remember it very distinctly because i was a basically graduate right and uh, i know we were going to more and more concerts then because i could couldn't go when i was younger but um so I remember seeing him in 82, and then I got to see him again in 2017, 35 years later. <laughs> That's cool. So so the two times I saw Tom Petty was, A, when he was starting out, and B, right before he passed, uh, 35 years in between. It was pretty strange, but there were some really good moments in that. And then with Joe Walsh, you know, playing, like, because Joe Walsh uh, opened up, you know, and he played, and... and Talk about 70s music where you just go on these like hour long jams. Like, mm-hmm. he may have played three songs for his entire set and it was like three hours long, but all they did was jam the whole time, like, you know, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. And it was actually too much for me, you know. <laughs> but my, but my friend who, uh, uh, the guy at work who wanted to go because he was a Joel Walsh fan. After I told him, same thing. He was kicking himself in the ass. He's like, God damn it. He goes, freaking Joe Walsh jamming away. He's like, oh, man. Because he said, I think he saw it on YouTube after. And he was like, same thing. Same reaction you had. He was kicking himself for not saying yes uh, because he got a chance. Because he's another one. Look how old he is. You don't know how long he's going to be around either, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. Funny stuff. But, yeah. No, cool. Cool stuff. I do I do enjoy music and all different types of things. Seeing you know, and it's cool these documentaries teaching you how it's being created is even more interesting. So it's pretty wild, you know. So 
All right, I, my friend, we're going to need to start wrapping up. Yeah. But I feel bad, Jimmy. I, like, I look at these streams sometimes, and I'm like, I'm blathering on. You know, I feel like I'm uh, not giving you enough uh, time that's to a, chat That's all right, here, man. But, I'm saying yeah. all I got to say. You know, I talk when, I, 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 talk when, there's, when I got something to say, and then I just he's He's up. a judicious speaker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he picks his like spots. That. Yeah, that works. That's good stuff. So, All right, well, if you made it this far, we want to thank you, A, um, B, um, please don't shoot the bullet and see uh we are guys our age yes we are uh you can reach us at guys our age at gmail.com we can also be reached at guys.our.age at gmail.com uh we try to get these things out at a minimum once a month but hopefully twice a month so if you have an idea on topics, please send us an email. Please. Uh, if you have questions, <laughs> yes, please do. If you have any questions, if you have uh, follow-ups on something you heard and you want more info, I'm happy to provide details as well. And um, I think we're good. I think so, man. Well. All right, my friend. Yep. Fun, will, as uh, always. Yes, absolutely. So we'll end it here, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll chat again soon. We'll see you next time. 